Don't you dare be sour, Mr. Bear. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Far From Home. I am Joe Bear. I am Jay Tripp. And this is episode three, as you know. What a big episode for us. It's a big deal. We're going to recap so many things that happened on Money in the Bank and our predictions. Tripp, tell me about the show. How did you like it? Man, you know what? I have not watched a show honestly raw smackdown pay-per-view and its entirety in a while but you know what i liked it i enjoyed it yes of course like any other show you're, you're gonna have your ups you're gonna have your downs um but overall i was not bored i think it was good money in the bank 2021 concluded and now we're gonna talk about it That's what did right. you think about it sir i i feel the same way this is one of the best shows uh wwe has uh produced in a long time in my opinion it's uh especially uh big shows of the bigger nature i was not i was not disappointed at all so we're gonna go through it if you listen to our bonus episode uh last night it was our predictions and if you did listen to that you'll know that we were right on everything except for one we i might be psychic are the fantasy booking kings we'll start off the night <laughs> Let's talk about the Usos becoming the seven-time tag team champions on the kickoff show of Money in the Bank, which I thought was an odd place for them to to put that match, but we called it the Usos are the new champs. Correct. Um, so we kind of spoke on it before. I really feel like, and, and this isn't to knock anyone um, per se, I'm an AJ guy, I'm an almost guy, and we are going to touch base on that, but I feel like they that match should have been on the kickoff. Um, I feel like with what's going on with Reigns and the family and how you talked about in the predictions episode and like how the family is going to hold all the gold and how Reigns is kind of, he's obviously a heel and how he's going about doing it. Um, that match was bigger uh, meaning-wise, uh, storyline-wise, and for it to be on the kick, the kickoff show is kind of weak. Uh, Ray and Dominic, in my opinion, look fantastic. Uh, father and son mode was 110%. Uh, I've said it before. Uh, again, um, Dominic, you can tell he's a bit rusty. I mean, he's brand new to the game. Um, but nonetheless, Ray looked good. Dominic looked great. Um, and the entrance was fantastic with like the portal and it, it was cheesy, but I thought it was really, really cool. Um, we did call it. The Usos got it. Uh, I specifically agreed with your decision because you did, again, bring up how the, all the family was going to get the gold. And um, you were right. We were right. So we I'm not right. mad at it. It's cool. We were right. And you're, and you're right, too, on the, on the positioning of the, of the... I think that the, uh, that the Raw tag team titles should have been defended on the kickoff show. If, you, if, you, if it had to be one, it should have been that one. But... Let's move into that. I was going to say something. I'm going to say it anyway. You said the father, uh, father, son team is hidden. And I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I never thought in a million years I would enjoy that dynamic, but there's right. Ray and Dominique. They are killing the game. Maybe it's, maybe it's when I was real young. I don't know. That's a weird thing to talk about. <laughs> father, uh, father issues. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the the Raw Tag Team title match. The uh, AJ Styles and Omos retain their gold against the Viking Raiders. How do you feel about Called it? Called it. Called well, it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 
almost I said it in in the in the predictions episode. I'm an AJ guy. I've always been an AJ guy, heel, um, face, whatever. Um, I really like AJ Styles. Uh, the fact that he is putting almost I don't want to say he's putting him on his back to where he's making him look good, but the fact that he's introducing him in, into the company, they're a tag team. I think all all of that's really, really cool. And they work together. Almost is a big guy. He's a very good giant. A lot of people are gonna enjoy the Giants because they're just big guys. They're 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 gonna like Kali, they're gonna like Big Show, they're gonna like Kane, they're gonna like Andre. And I don't wanna um basically dissect any of those giants but as cool as they are as big as they are like almost a lot of them can't perform yeah like a a lot of them at least in my opinion are boring and because of their size it's hard for them to maneuver i i understand that no one can argue that as intimidating as kali was he was intimidating because of his size he was shit he wasn't that good but he, he could never, you know, he, it, it, it seemed to me, Kali specifically always had issues with getting around in general. So correct. So that just but, says to echo your point, they're a spectacle. They're an attraction. Correct. And but like that's, that, that's my point is almost looks good. I think almost definitely looks good. And if you really watch him, yeah, you can tell kind of like Dominic. Dominic's new to the game. His daddy's Mysterio. So he's going to be fine. You could tell that whether it be his size or whether he's new, I'm not sure if he's wrestled prior to WWE, but you can tell he's got, got a few stumbles here and there. But I mean, with AJ being there, he'll be fine. What a learning tree to sit under for almost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, for him to sit under any tree, I think he would probably have to lie down. He's so tall. He is the tree. Okay, so that's going to lead us to, we're going to talk about it. The Women's Money in the Bank. What a cool match. What a great ending. Congratulations to Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, Nikki Cross. Miss, <laughs> Miss Woman in the Bank. How you feel about it? Uh, I think it's cool, man. Um, like we kind of talked about in the, in the predictions, I think we settled on Zelina just because they kind of made it a, a big deal yeah. that she came back. And for um, the record, and for the record, for those listening, this is the only pick of the night that we didn't get right. So correct. Soak that um, in with her, with her hu- husband, uh, Malachi, Alistair, whatever you want to call him, uh, with him going to AEW, which I'm not going to speak on much, but it's just beautiful. Um, with her coming back, they kind of kind of made a big deal about it, and I thought that she was going to be the star pick. Uh, the fan pick was Liv Morgan, and as much of I like Liv Morgan, but 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 what has she done? Um, they all say she deserved it, blah blah blah. I mean, say what you want. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm in the um, same I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not sure what she's done to deserve it. I mean, she's not bad to look at, but I right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. But um it is what it is. I'm not mad that Nikki got it. I love the performance from Bliss, and I also think that Natalia looked really good in that match. Like, let's, talk a little, let's talk a little bit about the performance from Bliss. It's uh, it's one of those things where it's so uh, carnivally when she reached up and she tried to force Will the briefcase right. to, <laughs> to just come down for a second. If 
If she didn't get interrupted, I thought maybe, maybe it would start lowering. I thought maybe Alexa Bliss has the power. <laughs> has the power. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, okay, we also didn't touch base on nor text nor nothing. This is brand new. What about what she did with Zelina Vega and getting her to come down off the ladder? What is that shit? That shit. Okay, so that's really cool, right? Because she started that with that guy, Reggie, I think is the first time I saw. She'll just like, they'll lock eyes and she'll move her head. And it's almost like they're puppeting. They just don't know what she's doing. So it was a really cool (laughs) spot. We'll call it a spot. There was no physical connection, but it was cool what you're talking about. And when she was like, she started to get it to come down off that ladder. And then Zelina Vega would lower. And then she tried to rush back up and get it. It was pretty funny to watch. I liked it. It was really, really cool. And they treated her like she was kind of like the wicked witch of the West. They they all was like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. She's creeping me out. She's been weird since like she got in the ring. She was standing on uh, the ropes the entire time. Even when the match began, she just stood there and kind of observed, which I loved so much. I loved the pairing with the fiend and like what Alexa's come to be. I love it so much. She's making, she's making a lot of small decisions that mean a lot to that character. Exactly. And for them to bury her in in the ladders, I thought she was going to come back up from the ladders, but the fact she did whatever I'm not. Yeah. But to treat her that way, to treat her in such a powerful position where you had, you needed everybody to put all those ladders on her to get her. That's, that's huge. And can we talk for a second about that finisher? That Sister Abigail into a DDT. Yeah, that was ridiculous. It was it was fantastic. I I popped. It was great. <laughs> Nonetheless, Nikki won it. I'm not mad at her. I will say I slightly disagree. I don't know about the superhero thing, but nonetheless, I'm not mad. Congratulations, Miss Cross. That's right. Okay, we're gonna move on next. And then we had Mr. Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. Bobby retains the championship. How do you feel about it? I don't know why no one called the cops. I'm pretty sure that was rape. <laughs> like I, I, I'm pretty sure like we just watched one one meaty man just get his hands on a boy and and, and just that's all I'm gonna say. Like I, it, it was not good. I'll say more. We watched Bobby Lashley literally dominate Kofi Kingston with dominators. Over and over again. It was a great match, man. For the you know, for the first half or more of the match, it was competitive. You saw flashes from Kofi where he made you believe that he could win this. But then towards the end there, something happened. Bobby destroyed baby bitch Kofi Kingston. And I know, Kofi, I know you're a listener and a fan of the show, and I'm sorry and I love you. (laughs) But you should probably file a report on that man. That yeah, was I would call assault. the cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you're the I mean, I love Kofi so much, but yes. like his what his like wife is gonna be real mad when she finds out that he cheated on her with Bobby Lashley. Oh like God. because <laughs> like it's just that was a, that was a, a a relationship raping. Like that was not good. And I, I okay, I'm a Kofi fan. I love Kofi. I am New Day rocks 110%. We'll touch base on it. But you know, with the whole biggie, like, I'm a fan of all of it, okay? But that was not a match. That was a massacre. Kofi showed a little bit of life here and there. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, Okay, never mind. 
there we go again. I said it once and I'll say it again. Bobby and and, and his big ass physique. I'm not a Bobby fan at all. Bobby Lashley can like get a plate, get some utensils, maybe even put a little bib on and fucking eat a dick. I don't. <laughs> I am not a Bobby Lashley, but I get why he's in the position. Like I understand whether I agree with it or not. I get why things happen, but Lashley is is a walking meat machine. He's a walking deli. His biceps are hams. His fucking pecs are big chunks of baloney. Like he's just a walking meaty monster that just slapped his meat all over. Kofi Kingston and Kofi, as much as I love you, I, I, I know this is going to hurt your feelings hearing this and I'm sorry. I still want to be your friend, but ouch. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Ouch. Can the far from home listeners just take a second to really appreciate that Jay Tripp has just coined the term walking deli. That man is a <laughs> deli on feet. <laughs> big old ham hocks and big old big old meat slabs just slapping up against Kofi until it taps out. Why did you just why did your voice just turn into Braun Strowman right now? <laughs> I'm not finished with you yet. I'm not finished with you yet. <laughs> Sadly, the WWE is finished with him. Moving on. Yeah. Oh. Give me a second, bro. <laughs> While we're on the topic, this is all I'm going to say about it. And then we can, we can go on for like the rest of the whole money in the bank pay-per-view. I'm fine with this. But if anybody has not seen, so you know how whenever you leave the company, everybody wants to look different. I think it was Peyton Royce had her hair purple. So she left the company or I'm, I'm sorry, she got let go. And when she did, she like dyed her hair back. She like everyone doesn't. I don't want to say they don't want to affiliate with WWE, but they always look at being let go as kind of like, okay, this, this is a new step in my life. I'm going to like kind of change my parents, do something. And most of the time it works out. Why did they let Strowman go, which I'm not going to get on. I don't agree with it, but I'm not going to get on it. And if anybody hasn't seen Strowman since he left the company, he looks like a hot dog now in the conversation. That's all I'm saying. I, I am going to leave it there because you did share the photo with me of, of the hot dog Strowman you're talking it's about. It's awful. And immediately my skepticism says, well, that's not real. I'm going to hold judgment until I see him in person where I, you know, but if that's real, if what, <laughs> if what you showed me is real, he went the fucking opposite way he was supposed to go when he got let go. Like you said, most folks will use this as a catapult, as an opportunity to up their game, to change themselves, to be better. Right. If this man turned into a hot dog, yeah, I'm going to need a bun. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. you. <laughs> You're making me hungry. <laughs> Charlotte Flair is the champion for the 517th time. Oh, shut up. How do you feel about it? I hate it so much. Uh, we've talked off air about it. Rhea Ripley has sort of gotten sour. Um, like most people, I don't feel like she was really pushed and, and she was really showing off the way that I, I, I feel she could have been. Um, most will maybe disagree, but that's just me. Um, I... 
I am not a Charlotte guy and I will never be a Charlotte guy. I think that they push her way too hard. And uh, again, I, I believe I, I kind of touched base in the predictions episode where I said, um, I, I get why she does it. She's a flair. If my last name was like tied to a flair or Michael Jackson or fucking Michael Jordan, like you're, you're, you're built for success. Like I understand why they do it, but I mean, it's just, it, it just makes me sick. Like it's disgusting. So Jay trip Jackson could be a Jay. thing and you would be destined for greatness. I don't know how to moonwalk, but I can learn. That's the right spirit. You can learn. And maybe one day Charlotte flair can learn to work. That was, she can, that's awful because she's a great, that's the worst part about this whole thing, right? We're going to take a dump on Charlotte flair, but she's probably, I don't know, top three wrestlers period. I'm not even going to preface it by saying women's wrestlers. She's just, she's a flair and she's fantastic, but we hate her. Yeah. I mean, she, she can definitely perform, man. And that's something that I, 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 I don't even want to say I hate to admit because I, like I said before with Bobby, I'm not a Bobby fan, but I understand why he's in the position. I'm not a Flair fan. I am never going to be a Charlotte Flair fan. To be honest, I was never really a Rick Flair fan, but I understand. I completely get why they're in that position. Let, that let, being, the, let, let the people at home know where it's in their hate mail for you. For the Ric Flair comment you just said? Uh, you can send it to me at uh, simplyjtrip at uh, aol.com slash fuck yourself. At eatadick.com. Got it. No, but um, that being said, I, I would like to point out that um, it's completely off topic. I do feel like she lost a couple pounds. Like I was watching her last night for Money in the Bank. I, I, I do feel like she's smaller. Um, I don't know how you want to take that positive, negative, whatever, but I will say this. I'm surprised that she's still wrestling with the amount of plastic surgery that's on her face because I'm waiting for her to melt. Yo, like, every, <clears throat> excuse me. Every time she take a chop, I just feel like it's a risk. It is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, you just chopping Ric Flair, Ric Flair's daughter and just a titty spill out. How, I, I think she's popped one before. She has on a moonsault. And uh, yeah, oh. she had missed some time. And uh, what if it just pop out on there? Just oh, I don't, I don't want to see man titties. I don't think she's pretty. Oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't need the sound effects. Oh, well, they're there. And I'm, not, <laughs> and I'm not taking them out. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. The main event of the evening trip. We saw it. We got to see Edge versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Tell me about it. Um, we hit the nail on the head, man. I said that edge was most definitely going to, uh, lose, but he was not going to lose in a fair fight. Uh, long story short, if you've seen it, if you did not see it, um, Usos came out, Mysterio and Dominic came out to, to stop the Usos. I thought that was kind of it. I was like, well, the Usos are, are going to come out, uh, stir the bullshit pot. And then that was going to be that um, edge in some way, shape or form was going to get distracted. Boom, match over. Reigns wins. Didn't happen. Rollins comes out, um, kick, kicks edge in the back of the head. I think edge might've gotten speared after that. Something happened, kicked out. So then I'm like, okay, Rollins failed. Third guess. I was like, here comes Orton. 
Orton's going to come in. Does anybody want to see an Orton Edge match again? Because J Trip does not, not at all. But um, I mean, Mr. Bear, do you? <laughs> no, I'm with you. I definitely don't need to see it again. But I feel like it's down down the pike. We will just for the sake of live crowds being a part of it again. Yeah. Um, I think that's a clo- kind of like a closure match that was supposed to happen for us at WrestleMania, but with no crowds, uh, th- we didn't really get that. I think not a lot of people want to see it, but if it were to happen in pr- like live, um, it would go over really well. I think they would still get the pop for it. Um, but no, so Seth comes. So no Orton. Uh, Seth comes back. He's on the apron. He distracts Edge. And then it turns out that I think Edge got speared again and he does not kick out. He loses. Um, I am not mad at that only because I know Edge will hold the title down the road. And with the position that Edge and Roman is in, neither one of them looks bad. Edge is an A++++, or I'm sorry, a rated R++++ superstar. And... Uh, you get it. <laughs> and he does not look weak. If you have to go through what you went through for the distractions and this and that, j- just to, to be finally, able to like spin. to finally lose after all that, you you are still Correct. looking strong. Correct. So, uh, yeah, I'm so not mad at it. I, I feel the same way. It was a great match. Uh, the distractions, you know, they wiped themselves out, and then Seth Rollins took his part. We're gonna see some amazing Seth and Edge matches in our near future, and I'm very much looking forward to that. But that leaves us open to talk about the return of John Cena. Tell me about it. Trip. I know you're not a Cena guy. I'm not. But last night made you very happy. Tell me about it. It did, only because so... I feel like every episode that wrestling is brought up, I always shit on Cena because I'm really not a fan. But uh, his three, four, five moves of doom, uh, who cares? Um, But the speech that Roman made uh, on SmackDown maybe a week or two ago saying how like this, I'm sorry, it was probably longer than that. Maybe maybe two, three weeks ago. Uh, It really came down to... there's nobody left. He has beaten everyone. Who's going to pull this title from Roman? And honestly, in that moment, uh, excluding Edge, I couldn't tell you because he's right. There is nobody left. He has literally mopped the floor with it, everybody. And good for Roman. I think Roman is is the best thing that the company has right now, in my opinion. The uh, family, the bloodline, the head of the table. I love all of it. Um, the Usos not, we 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 would be remiss to not mention Paul Heyman as part of the bloodline because his part in Roman's transformation has been Correct. crucial. I man, I couldn't agree with you more. By far the best thing in the company right now. So, um, those that team with Paul Heyman, forget about it. We're in for the long haul, buddy. Correct, and I'm not mad at it. But the fact that Cena showed up last night. As much of, let me remind you again, I'm not a Cena guy. I thought it was cool, man. I re- he 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 kind of did his little cheesy Cena shit. He bounced along the ropes, and then he looked at Roman for a second and did the "You can't see me." I thought it was cool, man. I'm excited to see where this is gonna go. 
Yeah, I popped along with the other thousands of people in the arena last night, which was great, by the way. What a great crowd. Uh, to be back in person was cool to see. And everybody lost their shit for Cena, myself included. You and I, we alluded to this in a couple of shows back, I think on episode one. We thought that down the pike, would we'd get Cena and Reigns. We, we almost, right. it was almost a certainty. So, and we knew it had to happen soon. Like Cena had to come soon. But to see it, to not really expect it because I kind of thought something else was going to happen. And that brings me to the big part of the show. I know this wasn't the main event, but to me, this was main event worthy. Mr. Big E, <laughs> the meat slapping man himself is Mr. Money in the Bank. Oh, talk about a trip. Don't you dare be sour, Mr. Joe. <laughs> Clap for Big E, the man. Money in the Bank winner. Could literally, literally couldn't happen to a nicer guy. What a great match. Big E, congratulations. Kevin Owens, I'm going to send my condolences card to your wife. Uh, I hope hope you had your affairs in order before you went into that match, because I'm pretty sure, like Tripp, you said, I think uh, Mr. KO is uh, deceased. Yes, he uh, got thrown over the top rope by Rollins, I believe. Rollins! Yeah, yeah. Through a ladder. It was awful. And then um, we kind of talked about it before off air, but your power went out. It, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was out, not, it went out and it was out for a long time. Yeah. So in that match, if you did not see it, or even if you did, go back and rewatch it. I don't like Riddle as much as I don't like Bobby Lashley, right? But Riddle, Every time he turns on this like Orton RKO thing, I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? And he RKOs Big E, which shame on you. You no, don't do that. No. And <laughs> no. But then uh something was going on and Ricochet was going up the ladder. And I rem- I, I don't remember if he like jumped off or got knocked off, but Riddle caught him in midair, RKO. And then he starts to, to to do the mat pound like Orton does. And it was the coolest shit in the world. First off, I hate Riddle. Put some fucking shoes on. <laughs> Secondly, um, that was cool. Though. That was really, really, if you did not see it, go back. It was, I'd say, one of the highlights of the entire show. Go back. I can't wait to see it. I, you're right. My power did go out. I was able to, uh, I was able to watch the Peacock app, app from my phone. So I did tune back in, but all I saw was the end of the match where I, I witnessed firsthand with, with my eyes. I seen it, Mr. Kevin <laughs> Owens die in front of us all. And then I saw Mr. Seth Rollins take a big ending from the ladder. Oh, I could not be more excited for Big E. Feed him Goldberg. Feed him Roman. Put all the belts on Big E. All of he, them. He deserves them all. Congratulations. He does. And he's a big man. He looks so good. Like he, he just, and this is all I'll say on it. Uh, I, I'm a big E guy. I know you're a big E guy. And um, if you are not, if you hate big E about as much as I hate riddle again, don't you dare be sour people. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if we can get caught up in gimmick infringement if we keep doing their shit on air. Um, Don't hate me, Biggie. Yeah, We're we friends. love you. It's all it's all love around here. So that was Money in the Bank 2021. I 
again, just to re- recap for me as a whole, I thought the show was great. I wasn't, um, I wasn't blown away by the raw mat, the raw tag team championship match, but all the rest of the matches I was uh, quite happy with. Agreed. So, okay, great. So that's money in the bank, guys. We, this is okay. This is far from home. We 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 don't hate around here. We don't. I'm not just a WWE fanboy. <laughs> I fucks with AEW quite hard, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention Wednesday Night Dynamite Fighter Fest Night Two coming up on TNT. We've got some matches. I'm just gonna pull it up real quick, and I just want to talk about a trip. I know that you don't. Well, not that you don't, but maybe you aren't as familiar with some of these guys as I am. But Correct. We are going to get, okay, we're going to get Orange Cassidy versus The Blade. If you've been paying attention to AEW at all on YouTube or on TNT, you know that's going to be a great match. We are also going to get Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears, which has been a great buildup, and it's going to be a, a banger. We also get the AEW Women's Championship being defended by the champ, Dr. Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose. The Beast. It's going to be a gross match. Nyla, if you're, <laughs> if you're not familiar with Nyla Rose, she's just this big hunk of a woman. And she's very powerful. And Miss Britt Baker, the champion of AEW, is very petite, I'll say. Right. Um, uh, I, and and I, we talked about this. Britt Baker is, I believe, the um, the spouse of Adam Cole, baby. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's going to be a cool match. And I think the best match should be the main event. The IWGP United States Championship is being defended. Mr. John Moxley versus Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts in his corner. It's going to be a banger. I think it's really cool what they do with, um, well, let, let me say this first. I It's not that I don't watch AEW. I follow it. I, I see the results. And... I'm not sure if I mentioned it this episode or not, but this is the first um, the first pay-per-view for old WWE that I've watched in its entirety in a while just for time reasons. Uh, you know Raw's three hours, SmackDown's a couple of hours. Pay-per-views are, uh, if, if you watch them from like the panel to like the, the very end, what they're like four hours on it's average. A better part of a day to watch the whole thing. You got to make a day of it. That's what I'm saying, man. So uh, to be able to watch that pay per view in its entirety, it was really, really good. I do watch, like I said, a, a lot of the highlights. Um, I do follow AEW somewhat. I watch a bunch of the highlights. Who won? Who did this? Uh, that's why I knew about Malachi showing up in AEW. That's why I knew about him kicking Arn. And then he came back uh, the following week because Cody got all pissed off. And and he was like, you don't kick a 60-something-year-old man. And he comes back out and like they got into it. Like, I know about it. I follow it. I'm just not probably as in-depth as, as what I should be. Like, I know um, who you said, Nyla Rose. Gotcha. I um, I... I know who she is. I'm just not familiar with her performance. Sure. So, well, it's going to be a great night. I love what AEW is doing. They're making, they're turning just regular dynamites every Wednesday night or Friday, where, whenever it airs on special nights, they're turning them into special events within the show itself. 
it feels every week feels like a huge big event. The matches are are well, the just the structure of the show. They go from match to match to match. They sprinkle in a little promo here and there, and they're usually fucking hot fire. Um, just the shows they put on has been really fun. Um, and got and really quite honestly, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life, and you know I'm a dubba dubba guy. But <laughs> But man, to have an option and and something different has been fantastic. Let me ask you this now. So uh, to kind of finish what I was saying, I am uh, as unfamiliar as I am with AEW. I do really like what they do with the legends there. I like that Mark Henry's there. I like Big Show is there. I like that that Sting is there. I think Jake the Snake, if you're familiar at all, in a personal sense, Jake the Snake was not doing good a couple of years ago. And Jake the Snake has come a long, long way. And to be back on TV and in somebody's corner as their coach, like, I think it's fantastic. Like, that AEW is accepting that. Because not to shit on WWE, I don't know the reason why they won't. But this would have never happened with Vince. This would have never happened with... WWE. Now, yeah, they have brought back uh, a few years back. I think it was for uh, Survivor Series. They had Team Brett versus like Team Foley or something. Like they've done things like that, but but to to, to very small degrees. Yes. Um. So the fact that AEW does do things like that with the legends that are very much deserved. Hats off to you. I think that's really really cool. But the question that I wanted to ask you is, um. I watched WCW, NWO, WWF, all that. Like, I watched wrestling in its entirety when I was really little, as most of us did with uh, our parents, with our dads mainly. Our dads are our fucking weird uncles, shit like that. (laughs) Um, And then throughout the years, I kind of just nonchalantly just stopped. Like, I didn't say I don't want to watch this anymore. I just... Like I said, ju- just kind of stopped. So I got back into it. Um, oh, man, probably 2003, 2005. And um, I was just, I'm willing and I'm open to other promotions. Like I followed Ring of Honor for a while. I followed Lucha Underground for a while. And obviously, when I jumped back into it, I jumped right back into WWE. But I was never, never, never a fan of of um, Impact. Were you a fan of Impact? And if you were, for what reason? I did sometimes look at it because Hogan was there and Sting was there and Angle was there. And, and at the time, you could almost kind of compare it to where it was like today's AEW to where that's where the legends went when they still had gas in the tank. Hardy was there. Styles was there. Samoa Joe was there. And you can really just keep going. Um, but was you ever a fan? Yes or no? I, I would say no. I was more interested because I was like, wow, they have Hogan. And and like I said, they have Foley and they have this person, that person. But, um, was you ever really hooked on, uh, impact? It's funny. Uh, Short answer is no. Uh, long answer is, well, unlike you, I, I've, I've actually never stopped watching wrestling. There have been times where I was like, we're from New Orleans, right? So you remember the, the who that days when you'd go to the game with the fucking paper bag over your head because you were yeah. a fucking diehard Saints fan, but you were <laughs> embarrassed. 
to be one. <laughs> like, that was me, you know, watching wrestling for so long. It's like, oh, this shit is garbage, but I, I still always loved it. But I never enjoyed TNA, except with the exception of the time you're talking about when all those guys were there, Hogan, Sting, Booker T, Steiner, AJ, Samoa Joe, the Hardys. When those guys were there, when that shit was going on, aces and eights and and that whole stick, even when Beer they were- money. B-double-E, baby. B-double-E, double Okay, come on. But it was a great time, man. Uh, but without, if you took that era out of Impact's history, then to this day, I still don't watch. Like, it was just those guys. It was just those guys there at that time that made me watch at that time. Right. I just... Uh... I just thought that that they did so many things wrong. And like me, they have fans that still show up today and, and I don't own a wrestling promotion. So like maybe I'm the jackass, maybe I'm the idiot. Right. But I mean, uh, Eric Young, I think was uh, not Eric Young. Um, what's his name? Austin Aries. Mm, yeah. uh, he played the uh, suicide guy for a while, how he was in like the red. I thought that was terrible. And then. Eric Young and Austin Aries, when they left old WWE this past time, they went back to TNA because they're like big names in TNA. I just, I've never liked a lot of the roles people played, and I never liked most of the decisions that they went with. I think they're like set. I haven't seen it in like a while, but like their Titan Tron and like their set was something at one point that I could have built in my backyard. Like I just, <laughs> I, I just thought it was eh. And they're set now, even specifically like during the pandemic era, it's just so bare bones and there's nobody in the crowds. Like there's no, I mean, it's, I don't watch it. I can't, it's hard to watch it. No, I hated the ring. Those guys, those guys there, you know, they're hard workers and they're talented, but uh, the product isn't for me. Right. I, I also hated the ring so much. Like they, they, they went from having a squared circle to what was it like a fucking, like octagon or shit. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. And, uh, actually I'm almost positive that, that LA Knight that's in NXT. That's where he came from. Yeah. TNA. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't, (laughs) I, I don't know how I feel about that guy yet either. We'll see. Me neither. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Episode three, baby. That's the wrestling. We've, we've got some news we want to share with you guys too. Trip, I want you to talk to the people a little bit about why we've we've done and we're going to start doing what we're going to start doing, uh, just what it means to you and, and kind of introduce the idea, right. if you don't mind. Yeah, man. So, uh, Mr. Joe Bear and I, um, like, like we said before, we have been friends for a long, long time. Um, we are um, veteran old fuck friends. <laughs> um, so that being said, we, we have a lot of the same interests. We... Um, in our pastime, we do a lot of the same things. We have touched base before that, that we are fathers, we are homeowners, we are spouses, we are um, all of these things. And one thing that is most important about this podcast is um, as I guess generic, and I'm sure we're not the first people who have said this, but we, we try to keep our youth and, and, and we try and um, how to put it, man, we, we try and just not not grow up. <laughs> so um trying to pee the pan this shit. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, so that being said, we do enjoy um Pokemon. We do enjoy video games. We do enjoy 
fucking cartoons. Like just because we're in our thirties, it doesn't mean we have to be in, in our thirties. Um, and that I believe was said word for word on episode one. Um, so that that being said, the the far from home brand means a lot to us. Um, we are obviously it is what it is. We are far from home. Joe is in Cali. I am in Ohio. And that doesn't mean that we can't keep in touch. That doesn't mean we can't do this podcast. And then the overall brand, again, is so much more. We haven't really dove into the details like we want to, but the brand is so much bigger than what we make it out to be. And and, and, and it's so much more meaningful than what we make it out to be. So that being said, we want it to grow. We want it to prosper we we want it to be so much more than just us coming to y'all one to two times a week through this podcast and y'all um loving us or hating us based off of our stupid obnoxious opinions um that being said we are going to move forward and now the far from home podcast the far from home family we now have a twitter um a twitch which um don't push it too hard we're we're we have not started yet, but the platform is made. The platform is there. So y'all can go follow. Y'all can subscribe, do whatever y'all have to do. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Twitch and we have, um, what was it? It was a YouTube channel, Twitch and a Twitter. That's right. So you, so you can follow anytime an episode's up, go to Spotify, make sure you push that follow button. And that way, every time that anything gets uploaded, you're the first person to see it. Um, if for whatever reason you want to uh, follow us on Twitch, which you should, I mean, we welcome any and all gamers alike. We do play um, PS5 primarily, but I feel like I speak for the both of us when we have some characters for friends and we would like to start live streaming. We would like to start doing live Q and A's and all of that. And I mean, there's a bunch of great games that's coming out. We have battlefield back for blood. Um, there there's things that from now to the holidays, we want to party up with you guys. We want y'all to be in, in the same game partied up and we want to get to know y'all as much as I hope y'all would want to get to know us. Um, that being said though, uh, that's great what for else? you. I just want to make it clear that uh, that's great, Trip. What a great, heartfelt uh, explanation what we're jumping into. I, just for the record, I don't want to get to know any of you guys as badly. I, I, I'm the, we're, the, we're the star of the show, so if you're going to party up with us, that's what it's going to be. But no, just to, just like you said, Trip. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus we, Christ. We want everybody to enjoy us, and we have such a good time with each other, and, and we play a lot of games together, and we play games separately, and we would just like to include you guys in that, give you a chance to hang out with us outside of a, uh, of a pre-recorded show um, where we can interact live with you guys. You can, you can hear some of the craziness that goes on in our, in our game chats with like trip said, like our friends and what better time to start than, like you said, with all, all these great games are coming out. We're going to spend, we're not going to declare how much time we'll spend, but you guys will have ample opportunity to check us out to game with us, to party up, or just to watch us play. Um, it's going to be a good time. And like Tripp said, the Far From Home brand itself means a lot to us. We, we've we never done anything like this here, I. So we're going to work on getting those social medias and, you know, those all those channels linked to the show and all how all that shit works. But we'll work on that stuff for you guys. But we're both very excited about the channels, 
Very excited about potentially uh, streaming with you guys, partying up games. Correct, man. Um, I think we kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, again, the Far From Home brand is so much bigger than than just a brand. It's so it's it it's our livelihoods, man. It's it. It's what we've grown to be. It's who we are. And like I said, um, long story short, if um, just because we're a certain age, I don't care if you're 30, 35, 55, 75, play fucking video games, man. PC, Xbox, PS5, it does not matter. We just want y'all PS5 wise because primarily that's what we do. We want y'all to be able to come party up. And um, overall, just be in the game and, and and just get the obnoxious bullshit that you hear on air. Um, the YouTube channel is live. Again, there's no content there. It was all recently built, um, but it is live. We are going. Um, we are going to start on Twitch. We are going to start to update the Twitter account. It, if anything cool happens, like episodes going live. Uh, which you should already be following the the, the um, feed on Spotify. Let me say that again. Push the follow button so y'all know when things go live, um, when the episodes go live. But nonetheless, uh, I, I'm pretty excited about moving forward and uh, multi-platforming this bitch. Let's go. Let's go. That was a great trip. I, I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm excited about this show. I'm excited about our prediction show. It's been a big uh, weekend for us. Episode three. J trip final thoughts final thoughts again i appreciate everybody being here whether it's one person 50 people or 1500 people it doesn't matter um the prediction episodes are going to keep coming of course uh pay-per-views for wwe are once a month SummerSlam is august 21st i believe so we're going to have our prediction leading leading up to that hopefully a little sooner because we kind of posted it late last night but nonetheless y'all y'all can go back and uh criticize us for well, hey, our opinions it's, hey, or whatever. hey it's hey it's timestamp so they can see your predictions was pretty on the money you can almost <laughs> say you can almost say our predictions were like money in the bank oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for joining us this is far from home i'm joe bear i'm jay trip Holler at your boys. Later. <laughs> I, I hit him with the money life. in the bank punt. <laughs> right. I want to be uh, the very best like what? no one ever was. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs>